Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Rank Up, an on-page SEO podcast where we talk about technical SEO, content optimization, search engine news, and much more. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Gary, and I'm joined once again by my regular co-host, Ed Wilson. Ed, you doing all right? Yeah, good. Thanks, Ben. Uh, feels like the UK is slightly opening up from now on, and um, having my first haircut in five months this week as well. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got to look forward to. I've blocked it out in my calendar so that no one can come in and ruin that plan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, obviously excited about that, but obviously um, just another great guest uh, again today, I think. Awesome. Yeah, so let's introduce our guest for today. Uh, we're joined by Fabrizio Ballerini who specializes in organic growth at WISE. How are you doing, Fabrizio? Hello. Hi, guys. Good, thanks. Not not too bad. Uh, London is sunny. Aircats are coming, so I think we can <laughs> <laughs> we can all cheer up. Yeah, all all positive. And uh, we're going we're gonna to keep the feel-good feel good feelings going with a, with a good podcast on scaling up SEO today to, to keep everybody's mood high. Um, so we're, we're going to talk to you, Fabrizio, and there's, there's a lot we want to get through, but I think it's important for us to get a bit of, uh, a bit of background for you first. Um, so you, we know you started out your career at Worldwide Business Research and Ogilvy uh, and have now moved in-house at WISE, which other people may have heard of previously as TransferWISE, and I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of that today. Um, but before we go into all of that stuff, um, can we just find out a bit more about you? So how did you get to where you are today and, and how did you start doing the job you're doing now? Yeah, um, I, I've been, uh, been doing SEO like as a, as a serious thing that actually pay your bills since probably 2012, 13. And, yeah. uh, before I spent, uh, uh, a lot of time online, uh, but, uh, like uh, probably wasting it uh, playing video games and a bunch of other yeah. things that uh, <laughs> are still useful hindsight but uh, not as much right uh, from the early days of when yeah. like you know my neighbor got internet uh, back then uh, that was exciting and <laughs> uh, yeah and my first job like i started to work for in house for this company that was organizing a bunch of events um like so they had like a lot of websites pretty much all the same about their events uh, yeah. didn't stay there too long and then uh, I joined Ogilvy where I was working on a bunch of clients uh, from people like Intel, uh, a few e-commerce websites, and then uh, one of the last clients that I spent most of the time on was HSBC, uh, yeah. working across uh, their uh, international websites. So I spent like uh, roughly three years in agency, and then uh, I joined uh, Wise, that back then was called TransferWise, as you said, uh, to, as the first uh, SEO. Uh, there was yeah. there was a a guy before me for probably less than a year, but uh, yeah, like it was one of these things when uh, you you take a job to actually yeah kick off things uh, for a new company. Wise wasn't uh, wasn't a new company, right? So it was yeah. uh, probably year five slash six, yeah, five yeah. probably of the business. But uh, as you can imagine, is often is not a priority. Uh, to build your uh, presence organically. So especially if you're a well-funded company, uh, you yeah. might scale a bit quicker uh, by uh, turning on ads. Uh, and so by then I was like, yeah, we had the, this task of start building uh, what today is uh, is a bunch of teams and a bunch of activities to uh, acquire customers yeah. uh, organically. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. We're going to find out a bit more about how that team has grown and where you've focused your time over the years but um just for for the present day now what what does your role look like i know for seos it's difficult to describe a typical day but what what are your sort of responsibilities at wise now <clears throat> yeah uh, i think like uh, yeah my role has changed a little bit in a way that uh, early days i was uh, solely focusing on uh, like uh, figuring out uh, how uh, seo and wise uh, main website uh, was going to work Mm. Um, as opposed to now that uh, I still do that and look after a few teams that do that. Uh, and then on top of that, I work with a few other teams uh, like affiliate, uh, CRM, yeah. organic social activities. Uh, but like most of it lies around um, like organic search, even in the case of affiliate. And most of our yeah. affiliate, they, they use organic search to drive uh, traffic uh, to their website. So... Uh, most of yeah, my core responsibility is still around organic search, but uh, these days, rather than just being me, there are a few 
uh, teams that uh, work work on this. Yeah, awesome. So let's get into that now because um, there's a few different things we want to touch on as the main topic today around really how you've scaled up SEO and got it from where you were really having one of the first serious attempts at the company at doing any SEO to being something that, that people like myself and Ed look in from the outside as being um, quite an inspiration for how a larger SEO team can be run. Um, so if, if you can give a bit of a snapshot there over the time you've been at WISE, it, what what's been the I guess the ethos at the company that's allowed you to grow your to grow your team? Kind of how have you got to the point to where you are now? Um, I guess as as the highlights, uh, if you can, because it's probably a long longer story than we can do here. Yeah, I want you know this is now uh, my sixth sixth year, so I won't do every day one by one like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of you know, especially in a fast growing company, it's quite a lot of things happening. But yeah. I think you know if you have to summarize, probably. Uh, first year was purely uh, getting any confidence that whatever we were doing had any impact uh, mm -hmm. to the point that my first uh, call with the, the wider company was just to explain them that uh, I wasn't just some kind of magician trying to do <laughs> something something very, very, you know, obscure, right? And yeah. uh, so, like, the first year was about that. Like, we did a lot of research on where, where customers were, what they were searching, what how could we could help them. Uh, we did uh, like some work to validate that actually what we were measuring was was legit up to the point that we had uh, enough confidence to um, justify scaling the team, and then enough confidence that some of this stuff was working, so we could uh, we could progress in that. So I think like probably first year was that, and then mm. um, year two and three we invested uh, roughly in two areas, which today are two teams uh, more or less. Uh, one is uh, like uh, like a content editorial team, yeah. um, like uh, where we started to scale our uh, production of content with uh, freelance writers, editors, all all that sort of things. Yeah. And then the other area was like more of a, a technical team, um, and uh, that is the team that uh, today owns most of the tech for that you see when you land on. On the you know locked out experience of wise.com and uh, yeah. uh, we build uh, our cms for landing pages we build our tools calculators uh, all sorts of products and so these are the two areas roughly that we started to invest on they're quite different in a way that uh, yeah uh, one side of it is very uh you know it scales as much as you scale people that can write content and can uh, produce content the other one is uh more figuring out with uh, with like uh, technical SEO product engineers uh, what what is it that is really scaling and what what is it that you can uh, work out uh, more smarter from a technical standpoint so that you don't have to uh, have very complicated processes for yeah. uh, for the team that managed this. So this is roughly this you know year two three something and then. Uh, yeah, pretty much all this keeps going on. And then uh, like other area that we invested on over time is um, um, a relationship with affiliates and uh, and other other people that kind of work with us uh, because they also obviously uh, show up in search and we want to yeah. uh, we want to get this uh, right. And then uh, to the point that uh, there is an additional team these days that also manage, uh, a couple of other uh, properties on the web yeah. that we are part of our portfolio that is not just wise.com uh, that also are interesting enough for us to uh, dedicate uh, resources to that. So like, yeah, these are how things kindly evolved, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like the, the core of the team is still a group of people working on like technical stuff platform uh, from back end to front end, everything, and then a group of people that uh, uh, try to produce content. Yeah. Yeah. So, are those people in those kind of subsections of the team? Are they kind of trained in SEO and doing SEO alongside those roles, or is the SEO strategy coming from sort of yourself and other specialist SEOs who are <laughs> kind of filtering things through to the content team and the, the devs and things? Yeah, um, it's a good question. I think uh, it also this goes down to the structure of, of how we operate. And mm. uh, uh, usually in the 
in the normal, I mean, like it's not the normal, but often when I speak to people like working in an house team, uh, the risk is that you are uh, like uh, a lonely person uh, yeah. trying to convince a bunch of people in other teams that is a good idea to do these yep. things and hoping that either they will ship your uh, code or either they will write your content. Um, like uh, this is quite different in our case because uh, um, like every team at, at WISE is pretty much organized as some kind of autonomous entity. Okay. Uh, what, that, what that means is that uh, uh, the editorial team is the SEO team, the technical team mm. is the SEO team. So all the people that uh, sit in this team, they uh, physically are part of the same team with the same objectives. Yeah. And uh, so, yet, yeah, as you said, like not everyone is... Um, is like an experienced, uh, you know, SEO, right? Mm. Uh, with like uh, deep technical skills or like a lot of experience in content. So uh, we definitely on in the editorial part, uh, there's like a lot of work going on in in training uh, writers, editors, and uh, uh, people who manage content production to improve uh, their their understanding of SEO. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to maybe the um, like uh, more technical roles that we have in the in the technical team that uh, re generally require people to be slightly more experienced and uh, yeah, sure. and uh, they are a bit more sensitive. Obviously, depending on what they manage, it, right? But uh, uh, imagine you join, and right now, you know, by the way, a bit of uh, promotion. We have a few roles out for <laughs> for technical SEO. Uh, great, and, great for uh, if you have to if you have to manage a couple of products that have got, you know, uh, five ten million URL on the website, uh, you want to hire someone that is uh, is yeah. experienced enough to like not and to work with engineers to make this work happen and be meaningfully uh, effective right so like yeah there are various levels of skills but uh, we have people across all the teams that have got experience in seo as well uh, people in the teams uh, being uh, copywriter designers uh, developers that uh, might not be uh, expert in SEO, but obviously yeah. by working closely with the team every day, uh, I think they're not too bad actually. <laughs> when you <Yeah. laughs> when you ask them, right, like what they what they learn through the time, right? And uh, so, yeah, overall is is much easier than uh, yeah having to do the exercise of uh, of like pitching what you do, uh, explaining to people why is it important. Uh, giving them framework on why they should do it or not, right? Uh, which yeah. usually happens in the organizations where um, the SEO team is not um, like hasn't got the ability to move things uh, directly, right? As opposed yeah. to working with other people. Yeah, okay. it sounds like the the dream situation for a lot of us who have uh, who have had to convince people about the value of SEO in the past. Uh, it sounds it sounds particularly nice to be in a team where you can just get things done. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that that was like that's pretty much why I joined back then. Like I was coming from agency, working with uh, relatively big uh, companies, and uh, there was not much happening, right? Mm. So at some point, I was like, "Oh God, these things are not moving, right?" And <laughs> and uh, so this was the promise, and then eventually it was true, right? When I joined, right? Like uh, sometimes they you get promised that you can do it, but then in reality you can't, right? Yeah, but, uh, I think we made it work, and obviously, like the the benefit of this is also that we started from like like zero and uh, not just in seo but like you know that was the time where we were building uh where we are growing our performance marketing team so there wasn't too much structure to go around as opposed to uh, you trying to have this uh, set up in a in an established company where there might be a yeah. bunch of teams that already operate so it was a bit easier for us to design things like that as opposed to uh, having to change something that is there uh, still I think is possible I think some people probably don't try hard enough mm -hmm. <laughs> and don't understand the benefit I, I like as, as much as uh, they should probably but uh, but it's harder I understand that uh, yeah. you know the more you have a structure the more is is difficult to change it right yeah absolutely <laughs> and just um, in terms of the actual sort of SEO I guess strategy and SEO tactics you've had in had in place and been able to put in place with the with the team over the last few years, what what sort of things would you say have kind of been been more successful for Wise? Kind of which SEO activities have have really allowed the the company or the or the site to grow? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Um, like our, our industry is a bit is a bit uh, like you know our vertical and within finance is a bit strange mm. um, because differently from other uh, probably product in finance, there's not a big awareness of of consumer that they should uh, shop around and search yeah. uh, for for this service. Uh, what that means is that uh, people don't search a lot uh, about our actual service. Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, if you want to get a mortgage tomorrow, a credit card, a loan, it's quite likely you're not just gonna, you're not gonna Google it up and try to compare, you know, yeah. which one they've got better rates or which one, you know, the best fit for you, right? So, like, because of that, we do a bunch of work to try to capture a customer a bit more far away from the point at which they we are, they're ready to to search and 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 transact with us uh but and that has been quite successful obviously what that requires i assume is uh you know uh, confidence uh, in in the, in the fact that in future this might turn up to be customers right because yeah, you are right, yeah. you are you are writing content you are uh, touching uh you know the journey of a customer you know maybe 6 months 12 months before uh, they even they even have to you know do what what you what your company provide right and yeah. uh, and then second is that uh, yeah like to build some of these uh, being content being uh, uh, products that have got very long like wide long tail um like yeah we have invested quite a bit uh you know uh, without mm. uh, seeing the results straight away so uh, again in terms of appetite for us doing this uh, it's probably a bit different from other situation where you are okay with just you know where, where you need to get results straight away pretty much uh, as opposed to yeah um, like get results uh, maybe within you know six months 12 months horizon doesn't mean that we build stuff that uh, that is a waste of money quite the opposite right we have quite a tight uh, agenda on like what what has to be built like where do we invest yeah. what is the payback of that uh, it just means that probably some companies they would probably not do it if uh, it's like a longer bet right and yeah uh, and we often see that is uh we have like bets that we did three four five years ago that now they're like oh wow not not too bad right <laughs> like this, <laughs> this this page alone brought so much money right and uh, and it was a good idea right so like yeah this this is probably the uh, the biggest learning and strategy to some extent uh, yeah and then we do a bunch of other things uh, like uh, we we run a price comparison within wise so uh, we have a like a lot of uh, uh, competitive brand traffic as well. A few things that probably companies would not uh, do a lot, mm. uh, but uh, again, it's driven by the fact that uh, you know in our industry, people don't even show the price of their service when you go to their website. So uh, it's really important that we communicate um, customers how much uh, the price of uh, of a competitor or like or well, an alternative service is. Um, yeah. so that they understand why should they use us right because often you you read this advertisement of like you know no commission uh, money transfer zero fees right and uh, yeah it's difficult to realize why you should use someone else if someone is free right yeah <laughs> but, uh, but it's often not free right so uh, we do a lot of work on this stuff uh which is probably a bit different from what you would do in some companies where uh, people tend to be a bit less uh um, like conservative against uh, alternative providers, right? On yeah. Being mentioned on their website or things like that. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. I guess the when you mentioned there in terms of the competitor comparison, I think when you look, when I guess when you're looking to understand your audience, there's so much volume behind people looking to be comparative in nature, just due to them wanting to find out the cheapest fee. So I guess it's a really big benefit that you're able to kind of create content around that and showcase that in order to target these these customers that maybe some of your competitors are, are a bit more frightened to do right yeah yeah i think uh, also the other bit right the first feedback that we got you know over time uh, is that uh, you know and this is not seo right this nature of uh, of humans right why should i trust you of what yeah. you you say on your website or <laughs> of the fact that i should be using you right uh, is an obvious right uh, i think uh, you can uh, often companies don't do that because they're afraid of this i think uh, with time uh, we realize that uh, customers they trust it if it's transparent right so transparent to the point that if tomorrow you land on on wise and uh, an alternative provider is cheaper 
we tell you to use them, right? Or we tell you uh, that they are cheaper, right? So if you get to that level of trust with uh, with any company, you know that uh, uh, then it's like it's worth it's worth using anyway, right? Or it's worth uh, trusting them in in letting me know today that someone else is cheaper, right? So that. Uh, uh, the day that someone else is not cheaper, you know, I know that whatever comparison you're showing me is is accurate. But yeah, it wasn't that easy to do, probably because at the beginning you have all sorts of question of why should you run a price comparison on your own website as opposed yeah. to just like work with. Uh, and we have affiliate partners, right? We have uh, a bunch of partner in the affiliate space that do this um, that we could have worked with, which we still work with, right? To be honest, right? And um, mm -hmm. but. Uh, yeah, we decided to do it on our own website as well, uh, and yeah, that's that was actually not in, an interesting thing that we do uh, from like a search perspective, probably. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I want to take it a few years back now because um, I was, funnily enough, I was made aware of, I guess, Wise and the as of the brand and the products. Um, watching your talks, I think it was at the one of the SEO London conferences before then seeing you at um, Search Leads. Um, so I, funny enough, like I has mentioned, I, I, I learned about the Wise as a product and the brand there before then one of my friends, you know, six months later actually showing me the Wise card and then promoting it <laughs> through how awesome it is as a product, which is quite funny to be aware of a brand first through the SEO, which is, I guess, really encouraging um, just due to the, the work and nature that you're focused on. Um, but I think, one of your some of your talks then initially focused on the about the custom CMS that that helped Wise specifically answer you know search intent around a lot of your products and the, what your customers are specifically asking. I think if anyone's interacted with the the Wise website, they can see when um, it becomes whilst we focus on it as maybe like SEO landing pages, we should understand that you know these pages are really user friendly in terms of answering these questions that you know users are wanting to know. And I think uh, within those talks, you kind of attributed a lot of the success in terms of the growth due to the ability to have these these pages that answer customer queries. I guess as you know, so it's been a few years since you delivered those talks around the custom CS, CMS, and as a company, you've probably grown and added new departments. But does the SEO team still retain this level of influence on the website now? And, and does that include with you know, upcoming builds or upcoming updates, does, you know, SEO still remain a big seat at the table in terms of how this, how the website continues to be developed? Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty much the setup is the same, honestly. Um, we, yeah. um, every landing page uh, on the website, apart from uh, the home page, literally just the, the only page and uh, the help section, which is more of a customer support, uh, uh, section. Uh, every other landing page is built on the on the CMS that we we operate. Uh, so yeah, pretty much yes. And uh, in terms of like uh, yeah, why we do it, and uh, uh, you know, originally it was more of a necessity uh, because when I joined, uh, like if you wanted to launch a landing page, you had to uh, build that within uh, a monolithic Angular JS application, probably, or yeah, something around those lines. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, changing a footer link, you could have taken down a, a billion dollar payment company, right? <laughs> not just not just the home page, right? So, uh, like, there was a necessity for us to build the CMS that was could allow, was allowing us to to spin out pages uh, pretty quickly. Uh, we continue to invest in that, uh, probably not not as much uh, as we should, but uh, yes, we continue to invest in that, uh, and uh, it's still used by most of the teams. Uh, majority, you know, the heaviest user is the SEO team uh, to date, but there are many other teams that use um, the platform to to create pages. And uh, yeah, the reason why we choose also why you know to to build something our own is that. Uh, uh, there's like a bit of functionalities and like products that need to be integrated with the core uh, application, uh, which at the end it still requires you to put your hands on it. And uh, and then equally, yeah, like was probably on the back of me early days coming from a very uh, like uh, like stack solutions of this very yeah. enter big enterprise CMS. I'm like, God, I don't want to use this thing again. Yeah. And uh, and we like went on building the own. It takes a lot of effort, right? That's why 
um, like it works for us because we have dedicated engineers that uh, that work on maintaining this. Uh, it's a bit painful for them, honestly. I know, I know that, but uh, uh, and sometimes they complain. But uh, still, even though they are in, in our team, right? But uh, overall, I think it was decent, uh, decent decision. Yeah. And and today, I think the very useful part is that. Uh, um, you know, it still allows people to put out pages and see how they go um, without uh, having engineers uh, that can can code uh, code yeah. them uh, and uh, to a level of degree, and uh, which is really important because, like, at some point, once you launch all your core landing pages and you launch all your core uh, like product directories, whatever you are building on your website. Um, yeah, it's probably over to some extent. Yet you still want to experiment if uh, building a yeah. variant of that is is helpful or not. And uh, and uh, often, you know, having this very scalable application doesn't work everywhere. We find out that yeah. maybe in Japan or some other market, what was performing really well globally, it did not show up in Google. <laughs> so we're <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, and then you have to. Uh, you know, probably like you, you're probably gonna try to fix it. But first, we fixed it just by having some content on the blog, long form content that was almost outperforming uh, the core landing pages. And then, uh, yeah, probably now we want to just have someone dedicated to uh, some markets that were a bit more freedom to uh, to make changes without having to work with uh, with engineering all the time. Because obviously, yeah, we have engineers in the team, but um, it's not unlimited time, right? <laughs> yeah, like you always have to choose your your bets when on like when you have when you have engineering time from the team. So uh, we try to make people that uh, do uh, create content and and do SEO as independent as possible in nice. launching pages, changing yeah. things on pages uh, to a to a degree, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I guess that um, that solution there, what you've I guess what you've built is you've focused on the product and then built a CMS around it rather than um, typically a lot of companies will try to cram in their product into a CMS and therefore has found limitations to it along the way. Whereas, as you mentioned, there is probably painful in the, the first few months slash years in terms of getting that custom CMS built around your product, mm. but then you certainly reap the rewards following that. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, obviously... <laughs> Um, only a little caveat to that is that uh, if your company is Booking.com, uh, your your product is the front end uh, landing yeah. experience, right? Uh, in our case, it's a bit different, right? Uh, the yeah. landing the landing experience is uh, separated from you uh, logging into the app and using our product. Um, so there is this exercise that you do in basically extracting product features and uh, and the product uh, use cases into your uh, landing, uh, landing pages, right, and CMS, uh, yeah. which, uh, which is, yeah, I think is it worked really relatively well this way, as opposed to doing the other way around. Like we have product teams that still contribute to a various section, and yeah. uh, uh, but often, like you know, what the core product team, so the team building, you know, the wise app that you use to to send money to old money, whatever you do with us. Um, they just focus on few pages, right? So uh, mm -hmm. they, they they often think that uh, the the website is the home page plus two other pages, right? We have we have around you know a few million indexed and the many yeah. other million out there. So it's not it's not just that, right? <laughs> and uh, so yeah. like our job is often to figure out how to uh, scale and uh, and uh, have a variation of those core pages for yeah. more specific intent, right? Uh, because eventually, you know, the homepage cannot answer all the query that that user uh, have, right? And yeah. doesn't answer the specific of them. So uh, we do this exercise of tailoring down uh, to the long tail uh, searches uh, yeah. what what some of these core pages do. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I want to get into now, actually, because we know from speaking to you that your your team is capable of producing a lot of content and is set up really well to be fairly autonomous in, in its content production. So from from the SEO perspective, how how do you strategize your content? What, what does your research process look like to make sure that those high volumes of content are still kind of pushing wise in the right direction? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, like we, 
like so when we started like we literally probably took a quarter uh just doing keyword research because honestly yeah. you know i joined but i had no clue <laughs> what what <laughs> what was going on and uh, so did uh, the guy that early days uh, like you know uh, yeah i hired straight away to to help me work on this and uh, so that that was like you know we had an initial view on what the landscape looked like right yeah uh, but then obviously at that time we didn't have like the that granularity and or we didn't have a very sophisticated understanding of what was the value uh and then uh, we went through a phase of, uh, particularly on the long form blog content, um, where you almost carpet bomb topics, right? <laughs> uh, like, like what, like, and I, I always uh, struggle when people say, "Oh, we did this targeted uh, research and content." I mean, yeah, yeah. it's targeting in this, in your understanding that this is going to work, right? But uh, yeah. Until you produce it, it get indexed, you start ranking, you start getting traffic, and you start getting customer. Uh, you don't know how much is worth, right? Like you don't mm. know how much that that traffic is worth. You know, you know how much how much you get, right? How much it converts, and what is the lifetime value of those customers? So, like especially on the editorial part, we did a good six months, yeah, two, wow, okay. two, 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 almost three quarters of like trying a bunch of topics and. Um, and like seeing what what was working uh and then to date we keep doing that in a way that we uh now now we got a bit better in a way that we can forecast by a topic by group of keywords how much is the conversion rate conversion window ltv those kind of things down to article level uh so yeah. it got a bit better but still there is this part you know and like to put it very simply is like there's probably a 30 70 split of uh uh, like people writing topics and and content that we know that kind of convert and uh, mm -hmm. uh, people still trying things that we don't know uh like whether whether it works which means that sometimes we we, we write things that just drive a bit of traffic but not really a uh, customer you know and there's nothing wrong because the cost of doing it is is not too much uh, as long as you don't go nuts on it right now <laughs> as long as you yeah. don't you don't like write six months worth of content that is uh is completely useless right and the yeah. uh, similar thing on the on the product side uh um like people now they have like we have a lot you know ton of search analytics data uh we 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 expand on keywords quite regularly on a bunch of topics and uh like in most of the area now we have a decent understanding of what the you know keyword universe for that given product looks like how long yeah. there is how much there isn't uh, so that one is a bit easier. There's not much else to research. But then, on the new uh, new type of landing pages, new type of products, um, it's roughly the same approach in a way that we, you know, before we launch uh, the same uh, landing pages across 17 plus markets, and uh, with a lot of long tail, we try to launch maybe just a few in few markets, yeah. and then if it works, we go ahead and scale it, and we keep iterating on that. Um, yeah. I don't think there is like any secret formula on the research beyond, uh, uh, you know, having a decent understanding of your product and like whether uh, the use case that you're covering is useful to those users. And then uh, then at some point you have to try it. Right. And uh, yeah. that's why like things like having like a CMS that let you do it or having a process that is relatively smooth is really important because people, when they try these things, um, you know, imagine you're doing one piece of content, right, being a landing page or an article. Uh, what people do they spend like uh, three months doing research uh, one month producing it they publish it they optimize it whatever they want to do then yeah. they try to build some link to it they, you spend almost a year and you still uh, don't know whether this thing is actually useful right yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and as opposed to launch a lot of very uh, light experiments uh, and then have them out see whether they can rank in the first place see whether uh, they are valuable yes or no and then once you're confident on that, then you say, "Okay, good, it does." Yeah. And uh, and uh, to the point that we launched, uh, and I, I always joke on this, but I think it's true, right? Uh, our first version of uh, comparison, price comparison, uh, was me sticking an image on a page, 
and uh, <laughs> definitely Google does not understand, right? Like no matter yeah. how much they are good uh, with machine learning, Google does not understand, you know, the numbers on an image to make it rank better than another image. And yeah. uh, or sometimes you have like products where there's a button that says coming soon, right? Uh, whether there is a JavaScript blocked in that page that actually does what the product is meant to do, the calculator or whatever is meant to do, or whether it doesn't, uh, often Google does not, you know, does not change yeah, much yeah, their perception of help. like uh, what what is it that the page does, right? Obviously, you have you have a bunch of uh, uh, users and customers that are a bit annoyed by the fact that they clicked <laughs> on something that, that hasn't got the actual calculator, but uh, uh, but still you could rank sometimes, and still you could uh, even convert some customer, right? If you don't satisfy their first queries, they still find your company and say, oh, why? interesting, let's try to use WISE, right? So mm -hmm. like all this stuff helps to validate uh, a bit faster. And then uh, the day you validate, then that's where you probably do, you know, more in that research, you figure out how to scale it, right? Yeah. Uh, like, it, yeah, as opposed to being confident on something 100% before you launch it, and then you launch it and terrible, right? And yeah. That's, that's the worst thing it can happen because we spend a lot of time and that's the only thing that we don't have, right? Uh, we, we are quite lucky in terms of like how much we can invest in this thing, but time is uh, is a luxury that you often don't have in, in when you want to grow a company pretty fast. And uh, yeah, that's why launching a lot of tests is the only way that I kind of figure out so far that can really, uh, you know, make you understand a bit better at the research yeah. part, right? I think that could be that could be a really useful takeaway for some people, and especially if you're in an environment where, whether it's the size of the team or if you're in an agency like me and Ed, if you're naturally even more constrained in resource than than how you are at Wise, then doing those kind of tests can be a really mm -hmm. helpful way to stop you sinking, as you say, a year into something that doesn't work, which is very easy in an agency if we've only got a few days a month working on, mm -hmm. uh, you know, working on one website. <laughs> it, Things things take a long time very quickly if, if you're not careful with it. Yeah, definitely. I think if I if I was running an agency today, I would try to build a website like the one of the company that I work for uh, on the side every time, so that I can mm. I can run it and test it rather than uh, doing those mistakes on their website first yeah. and and uh, and then look like uh, you know I didn't get it right, right? Because yeah. sometimes it's quite low effort. Uh, that's why, for instance, we also run a bunch of other websites. Um, okay. Yeah. Like affiliates or other people, uh, we we work quite closely with them uh, because is uh, you know is less costly to um, test some of this thing on on like um like a easier website when you can ship changes faster. Right. Obviously, yeah. you know, shipping products on wise.com is not as trivial as today. Right. It's not as trivial as doing it on. On a on a small website that we have control and we can see what happens, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, this is definitely interesting. Like uh, probably people don't do it enough, as in, uh, like they work on a client website and they never touched another website mm. that does the same, right? Mm. Uh, like yeah, I think it's quite easy that for people to to put it up and test it uh, without, uh, you know, uh, maybe the client won't be thrilled, but still you can do it, right? It's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I, but I think if you if you talk about testing as a, you know as a way of making sure you don't put all the time like waste resource at the end of the day, you're making sure you don't waste more time further down the line. I think that's something that actually a lot of people would would be very happy with if you put it like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, if I were to pay an agency, I would want them to recommend me, uh, you know, things that they you know, that works immediately and they have good yeah. confidence. So why not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, we're coming towards the end of the time, but there's a couple more topics I, I want to make sure we don't run out of time for. And um, one that I think we, we we couldn't let you go without asking about, given where Wise is at the moment, is the the rebranding slash sort of migration process that you've you've been through on the site. We, we've mentioned that Wise was previously known as TransferWise, and this has been a big change for you recently. So. Uh, we know it's still an ongoing process, but we were just wondering from from your perspective, kind of how how much input has the SEO team been able to to have in that, and um, has SEO really been at the forefront of that migration? Uh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I think uh, there's no no SEO that I've spoken to recently that doesn't ask me. So I think it's impossible <laughs> to get away from. <laughs> yeah, we we got to do it <laughs> from this question to the point that I had people emailing me all sorts of things. The most funny thing was uh, 
people email me uh, uh, a screenshot of uh, wise.com yeah. and saying, oh my God, look at this website, how fast it's growing. I'm like, we just redirected uh, <laughs> like a billion dollar company to it. That's why it's growing. <laughs> like, it's not that it's growing by magic, right? Anyway, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, the uh, just like uh, it's still in, in the work, right? Because obviously, yeah. you know, uh, Google, I think, has improved quite dramatically on this subject, as in uh, when when I I worked on a few website moves, uh, like when I was in agency, there was a very painful, long thing, uh, as opposed to now that I think, I don't know, just like top of my mind, right, without having too mm. much scientific data around this. I think the resources they allocate to this is way more, um, to the point that uh, not, not on wise.com, but on... on some other website that we merged, uh, like literally the day after traffic was one plus one, you know, by merging yeah. two websites. And yeah. uh, so that I'm quite impressed on this. Obviously, uh, you know, TransferWise now Wise is like a bigger, relatively bigger size. So things are still moving. Yeah. And uh, that's why we don't have too much detail on the actual work. In terms of prep and how involved was the SEO team, uh, yeah, pretty much we have been running this from day one to the point that uh uh like uh yeah like what like this obviously this decision is not driven by us right yeah, uh, yeah. alone right uh, we obviously have a, have an input in doing this because uh, uh if this would have tanked completely uh, our operation we would have had the ability to say no <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately sometimes it doesn't happen uh like some people get overwritten quite easily and then uh, people complain why why worse you know bad thing happen so yeah. Uh, like yeah so we were in the process from day one to the point that uh, you know even when you acquire uh, such a domain uh, there's a bunch of auditing happening you know that yeah. uh, that we did in relation to that so yeah and then uh, the actual uh, switch uh, we have uh, quite a few brilliant people in my team that uh, have been working on the detail of it like uh, tirelessly and uh, and uh, and yeah so we were involved in every aspect of it from from yeah. day one and i think the, the most important learning so far is that uh, is that uh, like it's important that all the other people that worked uh with us on this they have good understanding on why we do some of the things that we do mm. uh like there's like a detailed agenda of all the steps uh detailed guidelines on how to you know uh, what is a no-go or what would uh, trigger a rollback in which at each stage right like all these kind of things that uh, uh, make sure that other like uh, product team uh, development team that work with us they are uh, on top of everything as well and not uh, not just us sending a document that open that uh, uh, that that things go well so yeah that was probably uh, yeah and the other the other bit on the brand side of things um, uh, when you tell you know 10 million customers you know yeah uh, that uh, that uh, you um you change your name uh, you cannot expect them tomorrow to google your new <laughs> name right yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no matter how much people would love that uh, i still call it transferwise sometimes either yeah. that's because i've been calling it like this for the past six years so uh yeah there's a bit of learning on that because uh i think what companies do usually which we didn't do uh, they switch and on the same day they do a massive uh, brand campaign advertising yeah. all these kind of things uh, but yeah but like uh, the behavior of your customer doesn't change as fast as you triggering a, a 301 redirect right and, yeah. uh, and uh, so I think there's a bunch of uh, uh, learnings on that front uh, which I guess you know they're still kind of in progress but uh, but uh, but yeah but like hopefully everything was relatively smooth for our customers you know and, yeah. and uh, uh you know from that standpoint yeah and then on the on the outcome of this i guess uh, uh we'll know better um we'll know better in like a few months when uh, you know google has obviously started to crawl aggressively the website we know yeah of course uh, where they're crawling and much they're crawling how things are going on each subset so uh, i'm convincing uh lucy and our team who is looking after this to to talk about it and hopefully i will i manage to have enough uh <laughs> enough uh be persuasive enough to, to for her to share more stuff but uh yeah uh like that that was the biggest learning probably on the 
us running the pro the process uh and then and then equally on the brand side which is something that uh, yeah, i probably wasn't expecting that much right. uh, people often talk whether you still rank for some of the generic queries but uh, uh like uh, our company's majority of our growth to date you know and historically comes from word of mouth and people telling their friends yeah. should use this company and uh, so that's also another important aspect because uh, you still want people that know who you are you know yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like that yeah. they can find you right and uh, as well as obviously you know continue to perform on all the generic queries that we uh, we judge the seo performance on right yeah yeah that's something i noticed i think across um when looking like branded search and stuff like that it seems that every not just your website alone but it always pays at the moment it's paying reference to formally transfer wise and that's not just the website alone but your app your youtube channel twitter and everything like that you're really focused on making sure that those you know you're paying dividends i guess to the the old brand that people still may be referring to and still may be referring to in you know future months and potentially years yeah yeah correct i think a brand isn't just uh, isn't just the domain right is every yeah every you know anything around your 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 entity on the web and uh, and i think uh, the hardest part probably even more than seo i would say is uh, is understanding how all the platforms right all the social media platform behave yeah. in the case of you changing name right do they actually do a redirect do we need to get another handle and they both stay live and then yeah. you know in the knowledge panel they still haven't figured out that we have a new handle right <laughs> and uh, like these are the kind of things that are probably a bit more complicated than uh than the actual uh you know obviously you know the SEO part is tricky but it's not impossible right and yeah. Uh, like yeah often uh, and that's why to some extent we try to share some of this stuff uh, uh because I I think that uh yeah there's still a bit of lack of data in the industry or some of these things happening uh often if you go to a conference and people talk about uh moving websites they tell you uh, a list of redirect and a bunch of uh, guidelines they tell you that developer didn't do it and then they tell you how it went when they did it right <laughs> and that's that's pretty much the like the you know side migration deck right and uh, yeah. and uh but it's a bit more trickery to that right questions like uh you know how long would it take before uh you know we get all the pages recrawled how often yeah. would they recall certain pages uh, when they actually swap the links right when they swap then do we rank the same right this kind of more tricky uh, things that uh, are the hardest to forecast often they're not not shared a lot right and uh, and uh, yeah like yeah we see we see it goes but it's definitely interesting right i yeah. i if i if it was me i was fine with the, no kidding but uh, if uh, you know if, if you ask the seo in me right after after having spent many years building transferwise domain uh you know you're still you're still quite uh, sentimental about it right you don't want to change <laughs> it right just in case right like yeah you know, I, don't, I don't want this thing to disappear from the web but uh but i think you know equally companies should not be afraid of doing it if it makes sense for their business yeah. or if they think that their business would be better off doing it uh because it's not uh you know it's not like a definitely a definite disaster right you need to be careful obviously because it's the bigger your company is and the bigger your presence is on the web, the, the other, right? But uh... mm. yeah, well, brilliant. Th thank you for sharing that uh, kind of in the process. And um, I'm sure if people were, uh, if people want to kind of find out more about how it goes a few months down the line and, and see the rest of the story, then they'll be able to do that um, by by following you on your social channels, which brings us to the final question. Um, just how, how can people find you if they want to keep up with, uh, with, with you and the kind of things you've been talking about today and, and will continue to talk about in the future? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, uh, most of my, you know, uh, being social happens on Twitter. Uh, uh, my, you can probably Google my name and I think it's easy enough. And, yeah. uh, and on Twitter, my handle is P-E-C-H-N-E-T which is my video game video game nickname back nice. from the old days, <laughs> which I didn't change. And the same is my website where there's pretty much nothing to date. One thing that okay. I'll be doing, uh, on, I'll be on sabbatical leave in, uh, in, uh, in May, every four years at WISE, you get six weeks of paid sabbatical. Oh, nice. And uh, so I'll probably be trying to launch a project in that month and okay. uh, and try to document that which some of it might be posted either on twitter or on my website i still haven't quite figured out but uh, yeah Good. that's the only only things that is not 
known. Otherwise, everything <laughs> is pretty much uh, what you see on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, Brilliant. I think you mentioned um, you were recruiting for a few jobs at the moment. Was that right regarding a tech SEO role as well? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. We we constantly hire, right? As in, uh, mm. uh, like uh, all the hires that you see is not that people are leaving the teams. Very few actually left. Uh, <laughs> it's mostly us uh, getting uh, getting a bit bigger. So we have few technical SEO roles uh, up at the moment, uh, as well as other roles. I'm sure like other you know mm. other parts of the team are hiring as well. Uh, just these uh, technical SEO are the one that uh, we always love to uh, promote a bit more just because unfortunately the the talent is limited right and mm -hmm. and uh, and when you want to be fussy it's, it's difficult right but uh, yeah <laughs> people are welcome to apply and uh, I think the only benefit to that uh, is that uh, it's really good fun because uh, uh, often uh, you are not allowed to touch a website when you people hire you and here you can to the point that is your your website to to build, so it's uh, it's good fun to do those roles. Yeah, awesome. Uh, is that just if anyone is listening and interested? Is that just on on wise.com You can find those roles. Is that the best place? Uh, yeah, wise.jobs uh, is our is our cool. career side. You can find these roles. Yeah, awesome. Well, that will do it for this week's Rank Up podcast episode. So uh, thank you very much for your time, Fabrizio. It was great to have you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's good to always good to have a chat. About yeah, absolutely, and um, we'll be uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with more on-page SEO content, uh, where we're excited to continue to bring you a variety of voices from within the SEO industry throughout the year. Uh, and in the meantime, as always, we'd appreciate it if if you like what you hear, if you could leave a review on the podcast app of your choice, uh, wherever you found us. Where uh, any reviews are helpful uh, to help us reach more people. Uh, and Ed and I are both on Twitter as well. And if you have any feedback about the show or uh, any interest in being on the show yourself, uh, you can reach me at Ben J. Gary with two R's and Ed at Ed JTW with two D's. Uh, and everything that Impression does, uh, including the Rank Up podcast, can be found at impression.co.uk slash blog. So if you're looking for more content in the weeks that we're not on, uh, then you can find all of the latest stuff there. Uh, and we also highly recommend checking out womenintechseo.com slash speakers if you're interested in finding more people talking about the kind of topics that we cover on this show. Uh, so that will do it this week. Uh, Fabrizio and Ed, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, and we will be back in a couple of weeks for your next installment of On Page Conversation. Thanks, everyone. Bye.